Hello, and welcome to the Running Centre podcast. Today we speak with Tom Skelton, a comedian with vision impairment who has performed in his hometown of London and all around Australia. In our second chat with Tom, he talks to us about accessibility provisions in the UK and Australia and provides insights into which Australian cities are the most accessible. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Rennick Centre podcast. My name is Trudy Smith and I'm the Manager of Continuing Professional Education here at the RIDBC Rennick Centre. For those of you who don't remember or didn't have a chance to hear Tom's last podcast, obviously you should listen to that first, but Tom is with us again today and we're delighted to have you back, Tom. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, hello. Uh, I'm Tom Skelton and I am a visually impaired person from the UK and living in Australia for a year. Um, I'm a part-time uh, comedian, or and sometimes full-time, as you might have heard from my last appearance. Uh, and in the UK, I, I worked in the uh, VI sector um, and also um, did a lot of travelling uh, for work, so which might inform some of this uh, podcast's theme. Absolutely. And one of the things that we're going to really talk about today is accessibility. And I'm just curious about the differences as someone who's been living here and has lived in the UK. Are there differences in accessibility, both here in Australia and in the UK? Um, Well, I think I should probably say as a health warning beforehand is just that I've obviously only been in Australia for a year. And one thing I know, and I'm I'm sure like a lot of blind and partially sighted people will agree with me, that a lot of it's about routine, getting to know a place, also just um, getting to know what's available to you opportunity wise like a lot of the things that in the end was sort of second nature to me or um, are used frequently in the UK is something that I learned about about three years after I was eligible for it or um, started doing something like you know like like finding out that I could get a free travel across London I didn't realize that until oh, I've wow. been living there for about sure. six or seven months um, so all of that, I I would have, I think to make a proper comparison, I should live in Australia for longer, and who knows the way things are going, we'll see. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, so I, I suppose first of all, um, I have noticed some accessibility differences, and some of it I might just have not, um, I might not be using the Australian accessibility to its full extent. But uh, I think I suppose the main one that I would always come to is, is transport. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I lived in London for the last three and a half years and I do think London's better than anywhere I've been and obviously having lived there I was more used to it anyway but London always announces the every stop um, on, a, on a tube or a train or a bus and if they ever don't do it or get it wrong then that's a bit of a an out, you know, an outrage, and you know the, the blind and disabled groups all get up in arms, and a thousand letters are, are sent to sure. slightly exaggerate. Um, and so, in I'm in Sydney with you here today, and the the buses, I either have to try and follow it on my phone, um, mm-hmm. which I can't really do because I'm a bit of a luddite, or I ask the bus driver. Yep. And so then you're reliant on them remembering and exactly, yeah, and so like. I do find I do find that interesting because I I think Sydney's trains are really good. Like they do tend to announce from the ones I've been on. Yep, they um, do forward announce. Yeah. Yep. So, and I think that's an important thing that um, I found some some cities they'll announce it once, uh, and then if you've 
you know, because some um, blind and partially sighted people like me do also like to listen to the radio or music, and if you're like, oh God, I've missed it. Yeah. Um, and so I think the Sydney trains announce three times or whatever, and they reassure you you're on the right way. Yeah. And which side of the platform, and which side of the train to hop off. Exactly, yeah. So that's all, that's all good. And that's, maybe that's what surprised me about the buses, is that, um, yeah, that it, there's not the announcements. Yeah. So having, having said that, though, it is also, um, the drivers are incredibly helpful. Like, the, obviously, the worst combination would be inaccessible buses and, and drivers who, who don't want to help. But all yeah. the bus drivers have been extremely attentive. Because yeah. I imagine that having that, that situation reminds you that you have a disability, almost. It makes you reliant yes. and, and vulnerable, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think that's, that, yeah, that's very well put, because it's, it's just that thing of having to, you know, I have a, I have a friend who is, who's hearing impaired, mm-hmm. like one of my best friends, and sometimes we say to each other, like, oh, I can't really be, I can't be bothered to be, you know, blind or deaf mm-hmm. or whatever it is today. And sometimes you, you know, that's yeah. what sometimes, you know, blind or deaf people want to stay at home because it's just, you know, you can't be bothered to explain this thing. And especially yeah. for someone with a bit more of an invisible disability, like I, I don't have a cane or, or a guide dog or, or and haven't yet invested in one of those, you know, the badges, badges or anything. Identifying you. Yep. But um, and I think sometimes, especially sometimes, if I if I say say I'm partially sighted, um, this hasn't happened with the bus drivers, but with like people in shops or something, people just don't know what you what you're saying, or and then and then if they haven't understood that properly, then they don't know why you are asking for help finding the thing that is clearly there, <laughs> and. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, the in terms of the the transport sector, even though I don't think the automatic things are always there in Australia, it's it's um the the staff have always been very helpful. Yeah. Looking more locally, uh, this because we've been talking about how you've been performing in Perth and Adelaide, Melbourne, and Sydney. Are any of the cities better than others, or are there cities that are better at it? Um. So I think. So I I think Sydney, um, on the train system in Sydney, I do feel that's probably the most easy mm-hmm. I've, I've found it because um, it does tend to be that the, the platforms um, do have uh, signs next to them yep. with the stations. And I was always perfected in London uh, being the guy who stood right in front of the... Uh, yep, the tube you know, map. Yeah, <laughs> and was reading all the stations and, you know... And in the end, to sort of develop this confidence of doing it, even though London is obviously much is much busier than the Sydney stations, yes. because I knew I knew I, what I would say if someone told me to get out of the way, because mm-hmm. you know no one's gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah. who's gonna, who's gonna you know continue to berate the blind man <laughs> exactly, exactly yeah yep. and I found and maybe it's because it's easier to replicate that behaviour, but um, in Sydney I, I do find the trains are have a lot of announcements and also have those clear and at head height crucially signs yeah um, more often i i was told melbourne would have better public transport than anywhere else in australia and maybe it's just because trams are difficult and i am still um getting used to even having let alone using effectively an iphone yeah but um because of the tram stops being like in the middle of the street you're never quite sure where yep. the trams are going to stop 
Um, I'm sure orienting yourself to all of that would be really challenging. I think that is, yeah, that is difficult. So I I suppose it's partly Sydney's better than I expected and Melbourne wasn't as good as I expected public transport-wise. And interestingly, I think some of the cities with supposedly terrible public transport systems or reputation-wise, Adelaide and Perth, because of their simplicity, for me, mm-hmm. because there were very few buses. <laughs> or I'm doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, because I'd be like, there's only one bus coming and that'll be my bus. And that does make it simple. Just stand out with my with my handout and and maybe and the I thought the trams as well were or the trains or whatever it was in um in either one. Oh uh, yeah, trams in Adelaide and trains in yes, Perth yes. were were actually good at announcing and and stuff. Um, okay. But I don't know whether that is, that's me not being there for long enough or the simplicity, uh, which probably isn't, if I wanted to get all over Perth and all over Adelaide constantly by public transport, it might not be the best. But the simplicity for me was very useful. And I, I think that's sometimes what I, I struggled with in, in Melbourne, especially. Yep. Sure, I'll lift your game, Melbourne. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Melbourne. I still love you. <laughs> You'll never be invited <laughs> again. In terms of attitudes to disability, are there differences between the two countries? Um, I suppose the the image that people have of Australia sometimes from Europe is that it won't be as tolerant yes. towards yep. disability. Um, and, you know, they have... There, there are some times in like shops and stuff where people don't seem to believe it or are incredulous and, and everything like that. But having said that as well, I, I wonder if the times I remember when people aren't as tolerant or um, are a bit more flabbergasted, I wonder whether um, it's my sort of, you know, the, the subconscious European like assumptions mm-hmm. Being that, oh, well, that's you know. Yep, here we go again. Yep. But actually, but actually, people, you know, people have generally been very helpful and understanding. And in certain places, people have just been better, or, or just as good, or just as understanding at at giving just enough help, you mm-hmm. know, rather than um, rather than being overly helpful or being not Grabbing helpful you at by all. The harm and, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the, the other thing is, is that. This year in in Australia, because it's obviously so unfamiliar, I have been in more situations where I have needed to ask for help, yep. probably. Yep, interesting. And so I think I'm going to have had more experiences of people being a bit weird or mm-hmm. unhelpful. But that's probably because I've been in more of those situations. Yep. And when I was in London and travelling for work, I did have to ask people sometimes. But And I did have some sometimes where people were, you know, a bit... A bit weird or a bit or a bit horrible, and you know. But in both instances, overwhelming majority of the time, people are just very nice and helpful. And it's it's just probably when I it's when I can't be bothered to be blind, like I was saying. Yep. Yep. And probably don't aren't you know don't ask in as open or as clear a way. Mm-hmm. And then people are like, what's this guy asking for help for? I didn't really hear what he said. Yep. He looks fine. Why is he bothering me? Yep. And so that's probably when I'm not being 
you know, when I'm not in a, a good enough yep. asking mood, that's when it comes out. It, it, it always seems to me that the case is that people with disability have to work so much harder to accommodate the person without the disability. <laughs> it's almost like that, yeah, you're talking about, I'm, I'm, I, I can't be bothered yeah. having that today. I'm, I'm tired of having to be the person who does most of the work. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, I think that's it. And I think it's just sometimes, yeah, it's... It's sometimes when people, I think, I think it's when, also, when you've asked someone for one thing, I remember my uncle saying this, um, you ask someone where this bus stop is, and people, people like, read the sign or something, and you just think, then I'll explain, explain <laughs> yeah. this and this and this, but some... It's an some, obligation to have to tell your story over and over. Exactly, yeah, exactly, and you just want to... You know, you just want to buy, you know, you want to buy a sandwich rather than explain yep. all of this or, or whatever. So, you know, I, I've often, in the UK, I often just did, um, you know, and I do sometimes here as well. I, I order the same thing as the person before me. Yep. And just to keep things simple. Like, oh, why is <laughs> Do you he... even like tuna? Yeah. <laughs> why has he ordered that? And, uh, yeah, so, or just randomly picking something. And you know, I was actually the other day. I was in a in a place, and I was very hungry. And I could tell it was a food place. And I just said, "Can I have? Can I have that?" And they were like, "Which one?" And I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, just that one." And he was like, "Oh, the the pan of chocolate." And I was like, "Oh, yes, yes, what? Yeah." <laughs> Today uh, I'm going to have chocolate. <laughs> yeah, because it, I didn't. I really didn't want it. But it's interesting how sometimes. If you're not quite in that zone, yep. you just end up getting this, you know, horrible and probably overly priced stuff you didn't quite fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have advice for someone who is considering travelling to other countries with a vision? Are there ways that you can prepare to come to a country? To, to make yeah. it easier, whether you, do you do research on what the public transport options are going to be or those sorts of things? I think, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think obviously it depends hugely on, because it's every, everyone's different like level of confidence and level of yeah. sight and how experienced they are and all that sort of thing. I think it's definitely worth doing research on what you're eligible for because right. I travel by train um, as much as possible um, across Australia and I found out quite late on that because I have a disabled rail card in the UK that there's an equivalence on New South Wales Right. Train link, and so I could get uh, a concession plus a free companion mm-hmm. with my because my card is still valid in the UK. But it took a long time for me to discover that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's partly because I'm not sure if all the the people who worked for that particular train um, organisation knew that either. Yeah, right. So it but wasn't it, offered to you. No, the first time you bought a ticket, for like, example. Yeah, exactly. So I had to have a specific. Car, Australian card but actually it turned out someone who had a bit more knowledge about the so I suppose just if I maybe asked a few more people about that you obviously you know you're going to incur more costs through your disability anyway so if you can find out about those savings yeah that's brilliant I suppose also yeah I think the thing is and the thing that I'm even though I've been you know talking about the difficulties of it I think the main thing is to be very Know that most people are just very helpful and friendly, mm-hmm. and even if the infrastructures maybe aren't in place totally, people are generally just very helpful. Like you know, bus drivers in 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 Sydney and, and Melbourne, 
do just you know look out for you make sure you're yeah. going to get off at the right stop and then you know probably would probably would walk you all the way up the street if they if they could and yeah. and then i suppose i suppose find out yeah I, I think a good way for me and probably not always for everyone is just to to get lost mm-hmm. in a place because then you know how how easy it is to find your way again mm-hmm. and i think that's what i've never really I've slowly, I slowly got to new area, uh, no areas of London, best by getting a bit lost somewhere and knowing that I could always find my way out of something. But then I'd be like, oh, and that's how that connects up to this yep. and yep. this. So you're creating your own mental map almost of everything. Definitely. And yeah. not everyone has the luxury of the the time or the or the possibility or, or whatever to do that. Or the but confidence, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and so yeah, get. Get as lost as you um, as you feel, feel comfortable, comfortable with. Yeah. <laughs> and O is the number to ring in Australia. Yes, exactly. Triple O, triple O for sure. Worst case scenario. It's been great having you with us again, Tom. Thank you so much for your time. A huge thank you to Tom for speaking with us at the Rennick Centre podcast. For more information about Tom and his upcoming shows, visit his Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash tom.skelton.1614.